Oh, somebody give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to the book of Luke chapter 13. Amen. I want to reiterate a few things. We have our, we're going to be honoring our local heroes. It's for all veterans, firefighters, active military, police officers, first responders. Uh, this is for everybody that you can think of. Any of our servicemen and women next Sunday, we're going to have them here. We're going to honor them with a gift. And, uh, of course, we're going to feed them. Hallelujah. Somebody said, God bless food. Now, this is a great opportunity. We've got some flyers in the back. We've also got a, uh, more with Brother Diaz if you need to get some. Uh, what we want is this to be a personal invitation. If you've got a, a veteran as a family member, if you've got a neighbor you know, uh, anybody that we can honor, uh, please invite them personally. We'd love to have them. If you get pulled over, tell that officer, thank you, sir, I deserve that ticket, but I'd like to invite you to our service. So uh, this might be a get-out-a-ticket-free car. I don't know, but go ahead and make sure you invite somebody please don't get a ticket that won't do you any good amen i want to say happy mother's day to all of our mothers let's give them a hand amen hallelujah well you know none of us will be here without a mom so hallelujah somebody will catch in about six months but i want to say thank you to all of our mothers and uh, especially you know we've got a lot of mothers that just are faithful uh, in serving god and raising their kids to serve God. And that is no small feat. Hallelujah. Amen. Also want to say welcome to the Wheeler family. They are uh, visiting from Pasadena, Texas. Amen. And they came, up to they came up to visit God's country, and we're glad that you're all here. Uh, make, make sure you greet your pastor for us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. Hallelujah. Luke chapter... 13 and verse number 11. The Bible says this, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. She had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. And I want to preach us for a few moments on this subject. Going beyond your burden. Going beyond your burden. Would you set your Bibles down? And let's pray all across the building. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost already in this building. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can get it today. If you need a, reno a renewing in the Holy Ghost, you can have that too. Somebody pray in the wonderful name of Jesus. Oh, let's worship him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
Shake your neighbor's hand, greet him in the name of the Lord, and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Going beyond your burden. I came across a story about two and a half years ago, and it really intrigued me because it, it represented really how we are. There's a man by the name of Mark Hogan Camp that was an alcoholic. He was divorced. He worked 10 hours a day at a restaurant as long as he wasn't too drunk to show up. And then one night, he was beaten almost to death outside a bar by five men. He was beaten so severely that you could not even recognize what he looked like. And because of this brutal beating, Mark had to start his life all over again. He had to relearn how to walk, to write. And yet the memories of his former self are still slowly returning, but they're not all the way there. And when Mark came to a point in his life where he could no longer afford the rehabilitative services that he needed, he decided that he was going to create his own version of therapy. He was going to find his own way to cope with life. It was a Belgian town populated by Barbie dolls and their male counterparts. It was set in World War II, and it starred an inanimate version of himself built in his trailer's backyard. He became so fascinated with creating a, a make-believe world with realistic models and figurines. Mark would create stories of, of life stories of his characters. He created a character that was modeled precisely after himself. The figurine carried the exact same scars from his injuries, and he too was a raging alcoholic. Mark was so specific about all of his models, and every detail of this fake world had to match in real life. It was almost as if this helped Mark filter out his emotions about the real world. He was so obsessed about his imaginary world looking real that one time he didn't like how the Jeep tires that he had, uh, that his character rode in, had the line showing the plastic casting from which they came. And so Mark decided he would tie a string to the front of his Jeep and he would pull it behind him everywhere he walked so it would show wear on the wheels. He carried it behind him daily. He would take it to work. He would take it to the grocery store. He would take it to the library. He would take it on blind dates. Everywhere Mark went, you could see him pulling a miniature figurine of himself inside of his toy Jeep. He did all of this in a pursuit to feel control over his environment. You see, it's a whole lot easier to control models and figurines than it is to deal with the hurts and pains of life. Many of us would find this man eccentric, if not flat out weird, might place him in Berkeley, California. But I can tell you that every single person under the sound of my voice here today is carrying things around in their life that is helping them cope and to move through their very life. You see, what you rely on will reveal what you carry daily. You know, there's a lot of people that would say, well, I don't really have anything that helps me get through life, but let's be honest and let's be real for a moment. 
Everybody's got something that they tow around behind them to try to help them cope with their very life. There's something about these burdens in life that that they, they, they might be from a childhood. They might be from abuse. They might be from a past marriage, a divorce. They might be from something that you can't explain and you don't know why. And, and now there's all these things that you tow around behind you every single day of your life. And you can't quite pinpoint when it started or where it started. But if we were to be honest today, everybody's got something that they carry around with them. Would you lift up your hands and let's pray. Oh, come on, let's pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody, let's worship him for just a moment. There's going to be a day-to-day of deliverance. There's going to be a moment where you're going to be set free of what you've been carrying on and holding on to and dragging behind yourself. There will be deliverance. You see, the Bible tells us in our text of a woman that came to the synagogue. She came to church, but she was not like every other woman that came to church. You see, the other women were allowed to go through their daily tasks without issue. They could take care of their children and their families with ease. They could come to church and listen to the preaching without any issue. But this woman was different. The Bible says that she had a spirit of infirmity. Infirmity has been defined in the Bible as feebleness of body or of mind, a weakness or a frailty. This woman was suffering from a frailty of body. We don't know if it was just something physical. All we do know is somewhere down the line it became physical. She was might have been suffering from a frailty of mind. It might have been a mental struggle. It might have been a memory. All we do know is what started in the brain, what started in the past, has now haunted her 18 years later. And she showed up to church unlike everybody else. And there's people here today, I've come to preach to you this afternoon, uh, that people came to church uh, and you see everybody else looking nice and looking cute uh, with a smile on their face. Uh, But there's some folks that showed up to church today suffering. Uh, There's some folks today that showed up with a frailty of mind. Uh, There's some folks that showed up with a frailty of body. Uh, There's others that showed up with a frailty of spirit. uh, And it's affecting you. Oh, somebody clap your hands. worship God for what he's about to do in this house. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of people showed up today suffering. We could look all cute for church, but if we were to be honest, there's some pains we've been holding on to. If we were to take off the Pentecostal veneer, even some saints would realize that they've been suffering for a long time. There's things they could point back to and say, I don't know when, I don't know where, but I think that was the moment where the suffering started. That was where the feebleness came in. Amen. This, I want you to know and be encouraged here today that we are in the church of the living God. We are in the house of God amongst the people of God. This is a safe place. This is a place of healing. This is a place of restoration. This is a place of deliverance. This is the house where suffering people should come. Amen. Let me just help some folks. Well, I don't think I belong in the church. In fact, I would I would tell you quite the opposite. Amen. For those that are suffering, you don't need you don't belong at the bar. 
You don't belong, amen, at the Bunny Ranch. You don't belong, amen, out there in the casinos. You don't belong anywhere else but the house of God because the house of God is a place for suffering people. The house of God is a place for broken people. That Oh, somebody praise him that he didn't pass you by. Is anybody grateful that God didn't kick you out? God didn't exclude you, but God said, come, come, come. Oh, somebody praise him. This is the place where suffering people come. This is the place where suffering people should feel comfortable to come. Amen. You are, it's in our name, Apostolic Revival Center. I don't care what color they are, what language they speak, what country they came from, what nationality they hold. I don't care how they came, how they got here. I want to tell you, this is a place where people can come. This is a place for busted people, broken people, dysfunctional people, hurting people, Burden people. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. She showed up to church and she was suffering, but she came to the right place. You know, there's a lot of people going to all sorts of houses, but that's not the house where Jesus is. They're going to all sorts of denominations and other religious organizations, amen, and they're coming to a place where they, they come in busted and they walk out busted. But I want to tell you, if you're busted and you're broken and you're suffering and you're burdened, you don't go to the house where Jesus isn't. You go to the house where Jesus is. I don't care how long you got to drive. If you got to walk there through the snow or on a hot sunny day, when you find what you're looking for, you go to that house. Come on. Let me preach to somebody from experience. When I came to an apostolic church, depressed and suicidal, I walked to church. I found rights at church, but I wasn't going to miss the house where Jesus was. I wasn't going to miss the place where Jesus was. Oh, somebody praise him for a moment. Hallelujah. If it's not bad enough to come to church suffering, you got to give some people a little grace and mercy because you don't know what it took for some folks to show up today. I've been to church. I travel. You see what they were wearing? Oh, ungodly. Listen, you let God work on the inside, and he will work his way. You let them come busted. You let them come broken. You let them come hurting because they ain't going to leave that way. They're not... They're going to go home different. They're going to go home delivered. If it's not bad enough to show up to church, and only she knew how hard it was to get to church. The Bible says she was bowed over. And in no wise, I don't want to get ahead of myself, in no wise she could lift herself up. And she came to church. And if it's not bad enough to have such a terrible condition, I don't know if it was a frailty of mind, if it was a frailty of spirit. I don't know if it was something physical that happened to her, something spiritual or something emotional. All I do know is what the Bible tells me. She had a frailty, and that frailty became physical. And it wasn't bad enough that she had it, but the Bible says she had it for 18 long years. 
The burden of this infirmity bound her up for 18 years. The infirmity was so bad that she walked everywhere bowed down. She walked everywhere for 18 years, could not lift herself up. She spent 18 years with a burden on her mind. She spent 18 years with a burden on her body. She spent 18 years with a burden in her spirit and in her emotions. She spent 18 long years where she couldn't see ahead. She couldn't look up. All she could see was the ground on which her feet trod. All she could see was where she was. Oh, lift up our hands and let's pray. I'm preaching to somebody. You didn't just come suffering. You've been suffering. You didn't just show up. You've been towing it around all along. You've been holding on to it. You've been using it as a way to cope through life. Oh, come on, somebody. But today, we're going beyond your burden. Today, we're going to find deliverance. Come on, today. Today's your day. She was bowed together because of the weight of this infirmity. For 18 years, she walked to church, but she couldn't look the preacher in the eyes. For 18 years, she suffered. No matter how badly she wanted to walk up straight, no matter how badly she wanted to look up, no matter how badly she wanted to be free, no matter how hard she tried, the Bible says she could in no wise lift herself up. Can I help somebody here today that's saying, I've been using, I've been doing everything I can. I've been towing my Jeep behind me, trying to lift myself up. I've been trying to be more religious to lift myself up. I've been trying to look more spiritual to lift myself up. I've been trying the bottle. I've been trying the pill. I've been injecting things and smoking things, legal or not. And I've been trying to lift myself up. But all these years I've tried and nothing has worked. Can I give some people some news? It won't work. It was never intended to work. I want to tell somebody, you can medicate your way through life, but that doesn't mean God's given you medicine. You can medicate your way, sleep your way, drug your way, drink your way, snort your way, inject your way, but I've come to let somebody know that's not the way, but there is a way. And he said, I am the way. Oh, somebody praise him. Oh, somebody worship him for just a moment. Somebody worship him. Come on. I've come to let you know you can't cope. God never wanted you to cope. God never wanted you to medicate. He wanted to give you deliverance. Oh, somebody lift up your hands. Come on, let's worship him. Come on, let's praise him. Oh, Jesus. I've come to help somebody. Oh, come on, let's pray for just a moment. Come on. Let's be real. You've got some burdens you've been carrying. You've got some frailties you've been carrying. You've got some infirmities you've been carrying. And today's your day where you say, not one more moment. Oh, come on, let's pray. I feel him. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Let's be honest. There's no biblical context that says she was bowed over for 18 years. That she was all the way over. We don't know how it started. It might have just been an inch at a time. I can handle this. I got this. Yeah, yeah, what they did to me when I was five, I got this. 
Yeah, what my parents did, I got this. The divorce, it hurt me. and it, I got this. I can handle this. I can make my way through this. You know, I might just need a pill to get through the depression. You know, I, I just am going through a rough time right now. It's a tough patch. And then and all of a sudden, they're trying to cope. And as they try to cope, it doesn't take them up. It takes them down. I can make it through, and they try to be a parent. And they're trying to take care of their kids. But they're still trying to cope with what happened when they were a child. And now they're trying to, they're trying to do their best. And God bless them for doing their best. But you were never meant to do it all by yourself oh somebody lift up your hands and let's pray come on there's deliverance here today there is victory here today come on there is a burden lifting God in this house oh let's pray I feel him I got a lot we could preach but I feel the Holy Ghost come on somebody pray all across this building today's your day well, it's been 17 years, preacher, 18 years, 19 years, 20 years. I'm 60 years old, and I'm bowed over. I'm 70 years old, and I'm bowed over. I'm now in my teens, and I'm in my 20s, and I'm still bowed over. And I've been trying to cope, and I've been trying to make it. But God came to send this preacher to let you know you don't have to do it by yourself. He came to lift you up. No matter how hard she tried. She could not in no wise. You know, see, that's how some people have to get to. In fact, God allows us to be stubborn. Go ahead and try to lift yourself up. Go ahead, woman with the issue of blood, been suffering 12 years. And spend all you have on physicians and only get worse until you realize no doctor can do this. No pill can do this. No psychologist can do this. There's no pill. There's no patch. There's no program. Come on. Sometimes God's got to let us get to the place where we realize if it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be standing straight today. If it had not been for the blood of the Lamb, I would not be here. Oh, somebody shout. Oh, somebody praise him. If you know it's true, had it not been for an old rugged cross, had it not been for a man called Jesus, had it, it would have been me. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and let's worship him. Oh, let's pray. I feel him. Let's stand. I'm done with my notes. Let's stand. Come to help somebody. Well, preacher, I can't stand in my spirit. It's all right. Come on, it's happening today. I'm standing in body, but in my spirit I am bowed over, and I can't get free. Today is your day. Let's pray. Oh, I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus. Hallelujah. 18 years. Might have been a back pain. Might have been a neck pain. But it never stays there. Now, now what was spiritual became physical. What was emotional became physical. That's why some people, they are so bound up and they don't know why. It's a spiritual battle you've been in. But it's, it's turned its way, preacher. I've got, I get sick all the time. I'm telling you, you're in a spiritual battle and it's made its way physical. There, 
Come on. I've come to let somebody know. Well, all I can see, preacher, that's why people live this way. All I can see is one day at a time. I, you know what? I'm just trying to make it until tomorrow. But I've come to let somebody know God never intended for you to go one day at a time. He wanted you to look forth under the author and finisher of your faith. She comes to church. I want to help somebody. God bless you for coming to church. But I've been in pain. I know. God bless you for coming to church anyways. I've been bowed over. But at least you're in church. I've been hurting and I'm frail. But at least you're in church. I've come to let you know you could be in the bar, you could be in the club, you could be doing all sorts of things, hanging out at the casino, medicating your way through one dime at a time, one pull at a time, but you're in the house of God. She's bowed over. And Jesus is talking and Jesus is teaching. She would sure like to see what Jesus looks like. She can't. Jesus sees her. Well, nobody knows what I've gone through. That is not true. Maybe nobody here knows what you've been through. But there's a God that sees exactly where you've been. He sees her. And he sees beyond where she's standing bowed over right now. He looks back to 18 years prior, being the God that is outside of time. And he says, I remember the moment. See, I re God remembers the moment better than we do. And he says, I remember when you were five years old. I remember when you were 10 years old. I remember when dad walked out. I remember when this happened. I remember when you went to a foster home. And God looks at all of that. And he sees it. And he doesn't stop there. He talks to her. Let me help somebody. Oh, God could never love me if he really knew what caused me to be this way. If he ever knew what really caused me to be here, he'd never love me. He'd never talk to me. I've come to tell you that's a lie from the pit of hell. God said, I'm looking at you, and I'm calling to you, and I've got a purpose for you. This is the moment. You determine whether you stand up straight or not in one moment. He says, come here. Probably in the back of the church, hiding behind everybody else, worshiping with everybody else, hoping nobody notices. Hoping nobody notices just how bowed over and frail she really is. And if anybody knows how to carry a burden and not say nothing, it's a woman. Mm -hmm. Be pregnant nine months. Yeah, you know how to carry that burden. I can do this by myself. And here she is. No, I got it. I got it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Jesus says, come forth. She's got a decision. Do I stay here and live my life one day at a time for another 18 years? Or do I risk potentially feeling embarrassed for just one moment for a lifetime of deliverance? Let me help somebody. Do I stand here and stay where I'm at and stay how I am? Or do I admit, God, I'm the one that's bowed over and I made my way to that altar and I didn't care what anybody thought because I want a lifetime of freedom. And she made her way all the way from the back. She, I don't know how hard it was. She got there. And Jesus said, you're loosed. 
from that infirmity. I don't know what kind of conversation was happening when she looked him in the eyes for the first time. But he realized, he looked at her and said, you're loose from your infirmity. And she knew exactly what he was talking about. It wasn't just the physical. It wasn't just, he said, that thing that happened all those years ago, I want you to know, you are free. Lift up your hands and let's pray. There is a lifetime of freedom right now. There is a lifetime of being loosed. There is a lifetime of being delivered. There is a life beyond the burdens you've carried. There is a life, a full life, a visionary life, a futuristic life beyond your everyday burdens. Jesus said, come unto me all that are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. All those that are burdened, take my yoke on you because I'm going to exchange with you. You see, you can't take the burden of God on you if you try to carry your own burden. He says, you got to exchange with me. you got to give me your infirmity, and I'll give you my healing. You give me your pain, and I'll give you my suffering on the cross, and I'll make sure there is joy. I want to open up this altar. Would you come? Would you come? Would you empty out your seat? Only you and God know just how deep the infirmity goes, just how long it goes, just how far back it goes. But I've come to let you know you can go beyond your burden. You can go beyond your suffering. You can go beyond your frailty. You can go beyond your pain. You can go beyond your shame. You can go beyond your guilt. Today is your day. Come on. If you've got to crawl your way to this altar, crawl your way to this altar. If you've got to walk your way bowed over in your spirit, you walk your way bowed over in your spirit. But today, you are loosed. Come on, somebody. Depression's about to get loosed. Come on. There's some folks that were neglected. The pain of that neglect is about to be loose. There's some folks that were abused. You're about to be loose from that abuse. There's some folks that were hurt and mistreated, but you're about to be healed. Let's pray. Let's pray. The Holy Ghost is in this building lifting burdens off of your shoulder. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus.
Come on, today's your day. There's liberation in this house. There's liberation in this house. If you've got emotional scars, there's healing. If you've got mental scars, there's healing. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. The Holy Ghost is moving in this house. Come on, there's. I'm talking about lifetime of deliverance. Not talking about Sunday deliverance. No, lifetime deliverance. You can go back. He's a God that's in the past that can bring you to your future. Come on, He can erase scars, He can remove pain. He's a God that can do anything.